from KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Great Bar Sports Open Line. Those big swings, and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Great Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Here we go. Now, Matt Pauley on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go. Here we go on a Tuesday night. Welcome in. We have an abbreviated program tonight. It is a Graybar Sports Open Line. My name is Matt Pauley. Thanks so much for uh, spending part of your evening with us. And it really is part of your evening tonight because the rest of your evening will be spent with uh, Bob Ramsey and Earl Austin Jr. They've got the call of the game tonight as SLU is in action against Utah State. 7 o'clock tip-off over at Chaffetz Arena, meaning our coverage begins at 6.45 tonight right here on KMOX. Uh, but in the meantime, we got a few things to get to. If you want to join us, you can do so, as always, by calling, texting, tweeting. If you call or text, the phone number is 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. Or if you want to tweet at me, you find me at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Uh, I'll tell you this. We've had a lot of reaction to the conversation that I had with Sonny Gray yesterday. So we are going to replay that later on. If you happen to miss it, uh, we'll replay it uh, just before we get into uh, Billikens basketball. So 6.30, 6.35 or so, we're going to replay that conversation that we initially had yesterday. So that's going to be coming up in uh, just a little while. And always, as always... If you miss anything Cardinals-related, you can always find it on the Cardinals Conversations podcast feed, KMOX.com, the Odyssey app. We had a lot of sunny gray coverage yesterday here on KMOX, both on air and also some exclusive podcast stuff. I had a long conversation uh, with Kevin Wheeler where we just went in, uh, dove into uh, the sunny gray news, so that's all available there. Cardinals Conversations, find it at KMOX.com under the podcast feed or just head to the Odyssey app and you can uh, find it there. And everything we do Cardinals-related, available for you right there. I've been thinking about a couple things coming out of yesterday. Number one, the the longer the when I walked out of Bush Stadium yesterday, I thought to myself, you know what? There's still a pretty good chance that they do something more from a starting pitching standpoint. And the the more time that has gone on between yesterday's press conference and where we're at right now, the more I think that's probably not true. The more I think that the rotation is essentially as it's built right now, is the rotation that they're going to have going into spring training. Now, maybe maybe there's a veteran guy that comes in and competes for a job, and if he doesn't win a starting job, he uh, he can go to a bullpen or he's got a, a minor league out and, and he can go look somewhere else. Maybe something like that happens, but it's probably, if you're doing that, it's a little bit of insurance where if everybody else is healthy, you don't have to, uh, you're probably not using them. That being said, how often do you walk out of spring training with the five starting pitchers that you expected to be at the beginning of spring training? It just doesn't happen. And you do have Zach Thompson. I think right now you would view Thompson as being that sixth starter. And there's value in the sixth starter. Uh, the, the question is, do you where, where do you place him if he's not in the major league rotation at the beginning of the year? Do you place him in the bullpen because he brings some value there? Do you try to make sure that you can keep him stretched out? Um, whatever it might be, the, the rotation of whatever order you want to put him in, well, Sonny Gray won, and then whatever order you want to go after that, Miles Michaelis, Lance Lynn, Stephen Matz, and Kyle Gibson – 
if that that's kind of the group that I think is going to uh, break camp with the Cardinals. Now, things can happen. I, I think the things that you keep an eye on moving forward, because this is, I think, one thing that we can say about John Mosellock, and I know just based off the calls that I get and the social media messages that I get, he is not the most popular person when it comes to uh, Cardinals fans. But he, he said he was going to get three starters. He got three starters. And I think something that he is good at is being opportunistic. And if then if an opportunity pops up, if the Yamamoto thing doesn't go the way that uh, it's expected to go from a financial standpoint, maybe all of a sudden the Cardinals can offer something there. If if the White Sox really want to move on from Dylan Cease and they're just not getting a whole lot of offers, same thing with Tyler Glass now. If if all of a sudden those become more in play, well then maybe it changes. But I think I don't think that's I don't think that's the expectation. I don't think that's the likelihood. I think the likelihood is that this team is still going to add to its team via the bullpen. I think there's probably some some bench roles that are going to change. I think there's going to be some trades to be made, especially when it comes to outfielders. I said it yesterday. I would be absolutely shocked if this team includes both Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson when the season gets started. I think for almost 99.9% sure at least one of those guys has moved. And if it was a case of either both of them being moved versus none of them being moved, I'd say there's a better chance that each of them get traded. That That is a, that's a legit possibility. And you've got the outfield group when you look at uh, a Jordan Walker, a Lars Newtbar, and Alec Burleson. Tommy Edmond might end up being the starting center fielder for this team. Richie Palacios probably did enough in the final month of the season that he can be your your fourth or your fifth outfielder. Like they've they've got options. You can build a roster that does not include Tyler O'Neill and does not include Dylan Carlson. With all due respect to each of those players. I don't think if you remove some outfielder and place either one of those guys there, you're looking at it and saying, you know what, team's a whole lot better. So when you're in a situation like that, especially somebody like Tyler O'Neill, who's got some money attached to him, you move on from him, it can make sense. You know, we talked about it yesterday. If, if, if they were to uh, make a move for another starting pitcher and it motivates you to move on from Steven Matz, that's some money that essentially you could use. So uh, Matz is due $25 million over his final two seasons with the Cardinals. If you go sign somebody but then are able to move Matz, you're kind of mitigating the the salary of that player you bring in by the uh, you know, $11, $12 million, $12.5 million that Matz would be owed this year if you're able to move on from him. So there's still a whole lot of moving parts uh, with this thing. But I do think, I do think, that the Cardinals are clearly in a better place right now than they were essentially at any point this past season. We'll get more into that coming up in just a moment as we continue on with the Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Back out on a Gray Bar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. We're uh, done a little early tonight. We will make way for St. Louis University men's basketball. The Billikens, they are in action this evening against Utah State, a pretty good Utah State team. Utah State's 5-1. and one. The Billikens are 5-2. and two. Trying to get things going. The, the record looks fine when you dive into them a little bit more. 
Uh, not fantastic. Their last game out, they barely beat Dartmouth uh, 66-65. So uh, we'll see what they can do tonight. G- historically speaking, Utah State, generally a pretty good team coming out of the uh, Mountain West Conference. Uh, they've got a brand new team this year, new coach, all new players, essentially. So uh, we'll see how the Billikens can do. But Bob Ramsey, Earl Austin Jr., they've got the call of the game coming up with uh, pregame at 645. Tip-off is scheduled for just a little after uh, 7 o'clock. Some breaking news, the second-to-last iteration of the college football playoff rankings are out, and there is a bit of a change. If the season were to end right now, the four teams that would be into the college football playoff, Georgia at number one, Michigan at number two, they're up a spot, Washington at number three, they're up a spot, And then Florida State moves back in. Florida State had fallen out when they lost their quarterback, really good quarterback, Jordan Travis. Uh, He got injured. He's done for the season. We've got a veteran guy uh, who's kind of veteran backup sort of individual who's uh, running that team right now. They'll play in the ACC championship this weekend. So now it looks like if they beat Louisville in the ACC championship, they should be in pretty good shape to get into the college football playoff, even if they don't with their new quarterback, even if they don't really look like one of the top four teams in the country. They're 12-0, and and they've won all their games since Travis got injured. I don't think the committee has any option but to uh, to keep them in there. What's maybe most interesting is Washington and Oregon are going to play in the Pac-12 championship. Oregon is the highest-ranked one-loss team, and uh, they're going to take on Washington. So if Oregon wins that game, is that enough to push them into uh, the college football playoff? Uh, Ohio State is 11-1, and but they're in a spot where they, they can't really help themselves at this point. Texas is 11-1. and They're going to play in the Big 12 championship against uh, Oklahoma State, and then Alabama is 11-1. and They're going to play in the SEC championship and don't be shocked if Alabama were to win that I think that would be enough to push them into the college football playoff and then all of a sudden that could impact Florida State in a bad way that's probably there is a scenario out there and I don't know how likely this is Uh, I think the committee would have to look at themselves long and hard in the mirror but if there's a scenario where Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship and let's say Florida State wins against uh, Louisville but is not impressive doing it, I could see a scenario where Alabama jumps into the top four, Georgia stays in the top four, and Florida State, undefeated at 13-0, and gets pushed out. I don't think that's likely, but I don't think that's an impossibility either. And especially just because... The college football playoff, their job, their their committee, the job is to get the best four teams in there, no matter really what the record is. All right, we told you we'd replay our conversation with Sonny Gray. We'll do that coming up in just a moment. We roll on with the Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. This is the Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back at it here on KMOX, done early for Billikens basketball into our final segment. Got a lot of reaction to our Sonny Gray interview from yesterday. So I uh, wanted to replay it for you in case you uh, missed it the first time. Uh, Sonny Gray being introduced as the newest Cardinal. After that, I got the chance to uh, sit down and talk with him. And the first thing I asked him was just how he was feeling officially being a Cardinal. Um, it's a good feeling. It's a good day. Um, not only for me, but for my family. And um, we're excited. Like I said, um, St. Louis is a place that 
that we've wanted to be at for a while now. So to get this opportunity and to and to be here and to uh, and to make it official is um, it 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 feels good. It's a good day. It's a good day. In the big press conference, you talked about your desire to be a Cardinal and years of coming here and being seeing the fans and the stadium and everything. Can you speak to that a little bit more about just what the impact on this place had on you before becoming a Cardinal? Yeah. Um, you come here as a visitor and, and you see it, and the first thing is, is you see the stadium, and the stadium is, is beautiful. Um, and then you start talking to people, and you see the fans, and the fans show up, and every, what everyone says is, I mean, the outside perspective of St. Louis is like, oh man, the, the fans are great. The fans are great. It's a, it's a great, it's a great baseball city. Uh, you know, all these things. So you just hear those, for, you hear that for years and years. So, um, so yeah. Then that was kind of like, you know what? It would, it would be neat to, it would be neat to play there. And then obviously, I'm from, I'm from Smyrna, Smyrna, Tennessee, which is not too far from here. Um, so then you kind of start thinking of that, you know, no, you know, it'd be awesome to play for St. Louis one day. And, um, like I said, the opportunity, the opportunity presented itself, um, I guess about two weeks ago to, it, it might be an option and it, and it might have some, some validity to it. And then it, so, you know, we pursued it and it, and it, and it worked out and, you know, kind of there, there towards the end, we kind of, um, with, with, with Mo and Bo and everyone, we kind of worked to, to, to get it done because it became a, it became more clear that, you know what, like this, let's, let's, let's get it done with, with St. Louis because that's, that's where we want to be. A lot of Tennessee is Cardinal country. Did you grow up as a Cardinal fan or paying attention to the Cardinals? Um, I grew up watching three teams, four, four teams, I would say. We grew up watching the Braves, the Cubs, the Reds, and the Cardinals. Um, and there's always Cardinals hats. You see them all over, especially when I was when I was younger. They're always around. Um, I grew up um, just not a fan of one particular team, just a fan of just kind of in general, right, just baseball. But I also didn't watch a ton of baseball. We were always outside just doing, you know. Um, but I never I never came to, to – St. Louis or anything, no. Um, but I'm, 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 I'm glad we're doing it now. You talked earlier about you like being coached. And I, I heard Eric Kratz on Foul Territory tell a story earlier today about how in New York, maybe the coaches weren't having you do what makes you your best self. What, what's that process like for you, working with coaches, making sure the coaches know you well enough mm-hmm. that they can help you become your best self? Yeah, um, I mean, if you heard me talking there and you've kind of followed me at all, that you know that I I do have a I do have a strong personality. I do have um, I do have a, a lot of fire. I do have my own thoughts. I do have a lot of my own ideas. But at the same time, it's like I love I love being coached. But but I also have to respect and understand you know where it's coming from. Um, and I don't know if that's I don't know what you know. Like I haven't growing up through the middle part of my life, and I don't know if I'm getting too deep, but this is just who I am. But my dad passed away when I was 14 years old, so I kind of went through high school, college. I kind of went through the middle part of my life with a lot of male authority figures, uh, you know, in my life. But I've also kind of went through it, you know, having to make a lot of my own decisions and and doing my own thing. But I, I, I enjoy being coached because... I think they you have someone who can 
put in the work. I mean, you put in the work together, right? And then you have ideas that you bounce back and forth off of each other. Um, but you just have to, it just have to show me that you put in the work and that you care because that's what you're going to get for me. You're going to, you're going to get someone who cares. Um, it may be hard to, to fully let people in, but when you get in, you're in. And, um, and, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I answered your question. No, you did. That's a great answer. Just a couple more moments with, uh, Sonny Gray here on KMOX. Listening to you talk earlier, you talked about culture, your passion just, exudes how much you love pitching how much you love winning and and just the art of competition how does you being D, that kind of dna being built that way what kind of impact can that make in a clubhouse um i, I think players uh baseball players especially when you're around it all day i think guys can tell when it's faked and when it's you know like ah oh, you know like that guy says the right things um you know, he says the right things doing this or whatever. But, I mean, when you're around guys as much as you're around your teammates and everything, um, you can't fake it. So I think first and foremost is you can't fake it. It's got to be real. It's got to be authentic. It's got to be and, – and, and by saying that, like, the best way is just to naturally be yourself. And that's one thing that I've learned going through some – going through a struggle like you said in, in my or earlier in, in my career was like when you get away from just being yourself and just being true to who you are that's when that's when you're you're not at your best and that's when you know so I think when you're around uh, uh, creating a culture and everything first and foremost is you just got to be real and you just got to be yourself and um and just let it let it just 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 open just openly be yourself and and let your true colors show and that those when i'm when i'm doing that that's that is my true colors my, my true colors. so um i think the more that you can be yourself and openly be your expel be openly be yourself and just kind of let it all out there i do think it makes it easier for then other people to do the same um which i think creates a strong bond last thing for you non-baseball is there something about st louis maybe food attractions something that you've been able to enjoy, you're looking forward to, maybe looking forward to sharing with your family. Is there anything non-baseball that um, really jumps out? Yeah, we love the arch. Okay. Um, family, Jessica and my two boys, uh, we came here this summer and uh, we got to the top of the arch and we did that and everything. And we made these, we had these coins, you know, like you can pay a dollar or whatever it is um, and get a coin or whatever. And we traveled around with, I still, I, I, I looked in my backpack this morning when I was flying up here and, uh, Looked in it, and there's one of those coins is still in there, um, which is cool. And I, also, I told my five-year-old that it's the McDonald's arch. So, like, half of it is in, like, Wyoming. The other half is somewhere in, like, Wyoming. So, he, I, think he's, I think he still believes that. I'm like, he's, we're, we're going to – so, um, we liked that. We liked it. And we liked it. He, my, my five-year-old liked it so much that he hit a school – he had, like, a school project um, not too long ago. And he's like – all about me and right it was like favorite places favorite food favorite this favorite that and when it came to favorite places it was him it was a picture of him in front of the arch and that's what he wanted to put on it as his picture mm -hmm. and went to his class and described it so um that's cool that's that's a, that's a place that's that's something that already has created a, a strong memory for us that's awesome sonny can't wait to watch you pitch as a cardinal thank you for taking some time with us thank you that was my conversation with Sonny Gray, a replay. We did that yesterday, but again, whole lot of folks uh, 
commented on it and just thought I'd play it for you again in case you missed it uh, the first time. Appreciate him for uh, spending some time with us and for the Cardinals for helping to uh, coordinate that. So we were able to get uh, a few minutes with Sonny yesterday. Speaking of a few minutes, few moments, that's all we have left. We're done. Sports Open Line done. Billikens basketball. They take on Utah State next on KMOX.